Hallelujah. Amen. I want to greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And I also want to extend a warm welcome and appreciation to everyone who has joined us through live streaming. Good morning in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, family, before we continue with our service, I just want us to go to the uh, uh, to start in the word of prayer. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse number 29, when you speak, do not say harmful things, but speak things that will make others strong. Then it will help those who are listening to you. So this teaches us that we are responsible for what we say. And what we say has an effect on others. If we say negative things, it will negatively affect others. If we say positive things, it will positively affect others. Family, let us go and pray. Lord, help me not to say harmful things. Help me to say things that will make others strong. Let us pray. Heavenly loving Father, we come to you this morning knowing that with you nothing will ever be impossible. You are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or even imagine. Father, we thank you for your word that when we speak, we must not say harmful things, but we must say things that will make others stronger things that will help those who are listening to us. Father, we are well aware of the responsibility of what we say. And we are now aware that it has an effect on others. If we say negative things, we will negatively affect others' lives. If we say positive things, we will positively affect others' lives. Then those who listen to us, they will be helped by what we say. In the name of Jesus. I also want to make it publicly known that as I minister, I'm not going to minister according to my limited human abilities, but I will allow the Holy Spirit to minister through me. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will help me to say things that are not harmful. Things, I will only say things that will only make others become stronger. Things that will help those who are listening. Father, I pray that as your word goes out, may faith rise. Your children walk on water, move mountains, and do the impossible. Because your word is not only theory, but your word is practical. Your word is alive and it is powerful. It changes things and it heals lives. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for answered prayers. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Family, our thing for the year says there is a sound of abundance of rain. This happened because God had given Elijah a promise and said, Elijah, I will send the rain on the earth. What was God declaring? God was declaring that I will bring relief on earth. Because when there was no rain, people were living in, were living in difficulty. So when people are living in difficulty, they need relief. They need assistance. So God says, I will bring relief on the earth. 
I will bring assistance on the earth. When God says I will bring relief, I will bring assistance, it is like he is saying that to those who are sick, I will bring healing. To those who are poor, I will make them rich. Those who are weak, I will make them strong. Those who are fearful, I will make them full of faith. Hallelujah. So family, God was saying I will bring relief. So I want to tell you that there is a sound of abundance of rain. God is bringing relief one way or the other in your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So family, in the past few weeks, we have been ministering under a series that says, how will this be? Last week, we closed by saying what Jesus said to the man who was born blind. He said, go and wash at the pool of Siloam, which means sent. And the man went and washed, and he saw. So that means that when he cooperated fully with the word of God, a miracle happened in his life. And Elizabeth said to Mary, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were said to her from the Lord. Blessed is the anyone who believes, because those things which were said to them from the word of God, they will come to pass. Only when we believe. James, when he wrote to the church that is scattered abroad, he said, that for as the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without works is dead also. So it means our faith is brought to life by action. Amen. When we put our faith to work, our faith will work. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So family, today we are going to minister under a topic that says God's way. God's way. God's way. Way. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to get our passage of scripture from the book of 2 Kings, chapter 5, verse number 10. My Bible says in the New King James Version, And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Who was saying this? It was Elisha. Who was he saying it to? He was saying it to his servant to go and give a message to a man called Naaman. Naaman. So the man called Naaman was a captain of the Syrian army. He was the captain of the army of King Ben-Hadad. And he was a rich man. He was respected and he was a mighty Warrior. So this man had won battles. This man was undefeated. God gave him victory over the enemies of the Syrians. But the only problem that this man had, he had everything except that he had one problem. His problem was leprosy. So he had this one problem. He had this one challenge. He had this one opposition. So he won all the physical battles, but he could not win one spiritual battle. Spiritual problems, family, requires spiritual solution. If you are up against a spiritual opposition, you need to engage in spiritual warfare. A solution for this man's cure was brought 
by a slave girl who worked in his house, who was taken from the tribe of Israel. The only problem now that stood between Naaman and his solution is that he had his own ideas of how this must be done. He did not trust with, him with all his heart. So the young lady said, suggested a solution. But the problem that was standing between Naaman and his solution was that he had his own way how this could be resolved. What was Naaman's problem? He had leprosy. That was his only problem. But the problem that he could not break through is because he had his own way of how this could be done. But the only moment that he cooperated with the word of God, a miracle was imminent in his life. Hallelujah. Amen. So now Elisha, who had given this message to, uh, to his servant to pass on to Naaman, it's because Naaman had come with a letter to the king of Israel after he had told King Ben-Hadad, this is how I was told the solution for my life will be. When he went with the letter to the king, the king said, now am I God that I can kill or give life? Now I can see that King Ben-Hadad just wants to start a quarrel with me. When he was saying that Elisha heard about the king's distress, Elisha said, no, send Naaman to, to, to me. I can bring this man a solution. So don't be distressed. Send him to me, then he will have a solution. Don't be distressed. Then the king sent Naaman to Elisha. When Na Elisha sent his servant to, to tell Naaman this information, it's because Naaman had left the king's house, the king of Israel, Jehoram, and he was now at Elisha's house. Elisha did not even bother to come out to Naaman. Elisha instead sent his servant. And that, I suppose, is what made Naaman be more furious. Because Naaman was a captain of the king's army. He was very rich. He was well respected. And he was a mighty man of valor. He was a mighty warrior. So because of this popularity and this stature that he had, he thought that this is how Elisha should respond when he comes to his house. He expected Elisha to leave everything and come to attend to Naaman's requirements. But Elisha instead sent his servant and said, go and tell him to go and wash at the Jordan seven times and he will be restored and his flesh will be made clean. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. So Elisha did not stand as Naaman had expected him. So Naaman had his own ways of how this could be done. So now, family, Elisha was a prophet of God in the time of King Jehoram, the king of Israel. Elisha gave instructions so that Naaman can just respond for his miracle. Now, family, why did Elisha say this? It is because according to the law of Moses, if you read Le 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 Leviticus chapter 13 in your own time, the Bible says if a person was leprous, a person will be considered unclean. Then the person will have to be isolated for seven days. So the person will have to go even out of the city. He must not have contact with other people for seven days. 
and they must be examined by the priest again after the seven days. And if they are found to be cured, then they will have to be restored back into a community. So when Elijah said this, Elijah was also pointing to Leviticus chapter 13. But Naaman complained because he was arrogant. His arrogance was due to who he was. It was due to the many battles that he had won. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So he thought he knew better. When Elisha says, go and dip yourself in the river Jordan seven times, Naaman says, isn't there? I thought, actually I thought that Elisha will come out of his house. That's why I'm saying he thought Elisha would leave everything and come to him because of who he was. Yeah. Then when he gives him instruction, he says, ah, this man I thought he would come out and point to where I am sick in the name of his Lord and I will be cured there and there. This man, his arrogance was because of who he was. He says now, as if that was enough. He says, what isn't there better rivers in Damascus? Isn't it the Abana or the Afaba rivers? I don't think because they are cleanest. They are even called the golden rivers in Damascus. But Elisha sends him to the river Jordan, which is actually mud. The place where he's supposed to go, it is mud. It is not as clean as when he thought that is would have been a better would have been better rivers that I should be sent to. So he had his own ideas of how this should be done. So he had his own ways that uh, this is how this should be done. But now God was looking for an opportunity to, to show that the cleanliness of the water had no connection to healing. But God was the source of healing. How was Naaman supposed to be healed? Naaman was supposed to be healed due to obedience to what God has said. Regardless of the type of water he's supposed to go to dip himself seven times, it was just so that God can be glorified. Hallelujah. Amen. So Naaman complained, but God had a plan. So the prophet was supposed to have done this in a certain way, according to Naaman, because of Naaman's arrogance. So family, I want you to know that arrogance always says it's either my way or no way. An arrogant person does not accept any other person's way. It is only their way or no way. Amen. So family, I want you to know that arrogance, we also informally say it is someone who is big-headed. Now when someone is big-headed, family, their head cannot fit into certain doors. So because of arrogance, Naaman almost missed an access to a door that will bring healing to his life. His arrogance was generated by how he is esteemed, by how others look at him, by his honor, that he became arrogant. Now, his arrogance was about to stop him from breaking through. So, and I want to encourage you that never ever allow arrogance in your life to stop you from obtaining your breakthrough in life. Amen. Naaman's lifetime miracle 
was just standing between him and the door. But the only problem that would allow wouldn't allow him to access that door of a breakthrough, it was his arrogance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So family, his arrogance was silenced by his servants. They came and gave him advice that if a man of God has said this to you, it is better that you humble yourself so that you can obtain breakthrough. Yeah. So the opposite of arrogance, family, is humility. So until Naaman humbled himself, Naaman will not have obtained a breakthrough in his life. So family, his arrogance was silenced by his servant's advice to humble himself. So arrogance was Naaman's way or no way. That is according to arrogance. But according to humility, it is God's way or no way. Amen. So his servant simply said, Naaman, the only way that you can break through it is when you obey what God is saying to you. If you cooperate with the word of God, you will have success. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. This letter that you brought with bad news, you will go home with good news. That is what his servants were saying. Hallelujah. Amen. So his arrogance made him trust in his own understanding. He was living a life based on his own opinions. And still he was sick with a contagious and an incurable disease. So when he lived according to his own opinions, his own understanding, he missed breakthroughs in life. He could not be healed from this one problem that he had. But until he submitted himself to the will of God, then he had a breakthrough in his life. Hallelujah. So family, only after he went and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan River, according to the man of God's instruction, he was restored like his skin was like a little baby and he was also clean. Only after he cooperated with the word of God, he was restored. He did several times exactly as the man of God has instructed him. Yeah. Then he was restored. His skin was restored like a little child and he was made clean. Hallelujah. He, he even recognized that there is only one God and this God, it is the God of Israel. This was the point after he was healed, his physical body. This was the point that Naaman also said that I will never offer sacrifices to any other God except for the, to the God of Israel. Family, a miracle happened in this life. His physical healing, it also transformed him from within. It also brought him spiritual healing. This man came for one package. But when he left him to go back home, he went with two packages. Amen. He was healed physically and spiritually. Yeah. This man's life was changed altogether because of obedience to the word of God. The moment he turned from following his own way, which was leading him to death, and he followed God's way, which leads to life, his life was changed from inside out. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Family, I want you to tell you, I want to tell you that Naaman was also able to ask for forgiveness in advance. And he says to, 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 to Elijah, if I go, may the Lord forgive me. If I go to the temple of Rimon, if that is the temple of the Syrian's God. If I go there, accompanying Ben-Hadad the king. He's asking for sickness, for, 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 for forgiveness. 
even in advance. This shows us that this man had a complete change of heart. His heart was no longer prepared to live forever separated from God. This man shows that the, 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 the obedience by going to dip in the water seven times and he was cleansed and his skin was made brand new. This was not only physical healing, it also brought him spiritual healing. He has turned from his own ways and he chose to follow God's ways. The Bible says in um, Psalm chapter 103, verse number 3, He is the one who forgives us all our sins and heals all our diseases. So this is what exactly had happened to Naaman. Naaman was healed from the inside out. Naaman was healed physically and he was also healed spiritually. Hallelujah. So people, I want to tell you that his arrogance would have stopped him from experiencing a lifetime miracle. But this humility granted him a miracle that is so much needed in his life. Hallelujah. An unbeliever became a believer. Family, that is just a moment that is required for your life to change for you. Just one moment of obedience, it is a moment for your miracle. Hallelujah. Elisha said, go and dip seven times and you shall be restored. Only until... He went and he was he dipped for seven times. He was restored. Now, family, I want you to know that this number seven, the number seven is the number of God. What does this number mean? <laughs> the number seven means completeness. The number seven means rest. The number seven means perfect. The number seven means refreshing. The number seven means holiness. Hallelujah. So until he went and he dipped seven times, then he will not have been healed. But the moment he went, he he, he went and he dipped seven times, then he was complete. This man was perfected. This man was refreshed. This man received rest from sickness that he had for a very long time. This man was perfected because he obeyed God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God does not require us to obey his word just on a certain percentage, 50%. No, he requires us to obey his word completely. Yeah. Until Naaman obeyed the word of God completely, he would not have received the miracle. But because he went and he did seven times in the muddy Jordan River, then he was restored. So the water that he dipped in, it has no significance to his healing. No, God just wanted to show him that when you obey my word and you do what I say perfectly, completely, then you will be restored. You will be made brand new. You will be made perfect. You will be made complete. This man was not only healed physically. No, if he was healed physical body, it would have been a 50% he was healed the physical body, he was also healed his spiritual body. So this man received 100% healing. He received perfect, he received a complete healing. This man was made whole. Family, this man came with money, silver and gold. He came with different clothes just to give to the man who is going to bring aid to his life. But family, I want you to know, he was just there to buy healing for his physical but what he got, he got more than what 
he was expecting. Yeah. He was healed from the inside out. He received 100% healing. Hallelujah. Amen. So God's plan family is not only to heal us physically. No, his plan is to heal us also spiritually. If you can look, when Jesus was followed by more than 5,000 men um, who had their wives and, uh, and their children, family, I want you to know that when the Holy Spirit was sent at the upper room, there was not even more than 150 people there. Where was the 5,000 that were fed? They were not there because they were only there for a show. They wanted miracles. They wanted physical healing. But only those who were committed with their hearts, then they were at the upper room, 120 in the upper room. Hallelujah. So I mean, like, why I'm saying this, this has just been dropped in my spirit because many are after Jesus just for entertainment. Naaman was there for entertainment. Amen. He wanted healing for his physical body, but God showed that he wants to heal us from the inside out. He wants to give us healing for our bodies and for our souls. Hallelujah. Amen. So family, our way, family, it is always the worst. But God's way is always the best. Until Naaman followed God's way, he would have suffered. But the moment he chose to follow God's way, hallelujah, Amen. something good happened in his life. Yeah. His physical body was seven times and his spiritual body was also seven times. He was complete and he was perfect when he left Elisha's home. Hallelujah. Amen. So God, God healed him from the inside out due to cooperating with his way. He cooperated fully seven times, seven, seven times, perfect, completely with the word of God. And he received a miracle. Hallelujah. Amen. So family, I will try and drive this home with an illustration, a promise. Today we're going to use a promise as our illustration. A promise is a declaration or assurance that one will do something or that a particular thing will happen. So it is declaration or assurance that someone will do something for you or something will happen. Now, family, if someone has promised you something, how is it going to happen? Is it going to happen your way? Or is it going to happen their way? So family, I want to give you an answer before you even go to sleep today. The answer is that it will always happen the way that they have promised that they will do it for you. Yeah. Not the way that you will want it to happen. Like Naaman when he came, <laughs> he's coming to God because God is our healer, he's Jehovah. But when he comes, he comes with his own list of how God must do it. So God has promised that he will heal us. But when Naaman comes to God, he comes with his own list and says, I'm sorry, I think the way you should do it, just stretch your hand towards my sickness and proclaim in the name of God and I will be healed. Or maybe if you are considering that I should go and dip in the water, please send me to the cleanest waters send me to the Abana or the Afapa. So this man was promised, but the problem is that he wanted the promise to happen his own way. Unfortunately, that is not how the promise happens. Yeah. The promise happens the way that the one who has promised wants to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So like the promise that happens the way that someone has declared 
but gave assurance that it will happen. So is the word of God. It will happen God's way. Naaman's healing was not according to how Naaman knows or he would want things to happen. It is only according to how God says things will happen. Yeah. If God has promised us something, it will happen his way. All that we need to do is to cooperate with his weight. Hallelujah. Amen. So can we make this confession and say everything that God has promised will happen God's way. Everything that, that God, God has, has promised will happen God's way. way. Hallelujah. Amen. So family, amazing things will happen in our lives only if we trust God for solutions. But now family, this is how we need to trust God. Because if we don't know how to trust God, we will never trust him the way that he expects us to. So there is a way that we need to trust God for amazing things to happen in our lives. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to verse number 6. I will read first in the New King James Version. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. The message version now. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he is the one who will keep you on track. When no man came to God, he did not trust with all his heart. We need to trust God with all our heart. Not some of our hearts or only on Sunday or only when everything is going well. No, we must not trust God conditionally. We must trust God with all our heart. 100%. Not 99.9999. 100%. That is trusting God with all our heart. Trusting God with all our heart must be from a foundation. Hallelujah. Amen. That is God's way. From the bottom of your heart, you need to trust Him completely. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is God's way. The only way that we can trust in God with all our heart is when we do not rely on our own opinions or what we know. Because the Bible says trust in God with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding. So it means we must keep our opinions aside when we go to trust in God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to remove ourselves, listen to God's voice, and then God will determine where we are going. Amen. I want to tell you that we don't even know what is going to happen tomorrow. But God knows everything. So we need to commit ourselves to him 100%. And God will keep us on track. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants to keep us on track to our destiny. But the problem is we are living according to our opinions. And the worst for others' opinions. Hallelujah. Amen. An opinion, family, even a person who is saying an opinion, they don't even have a, the truth about what they are saying. What more if we are believing others' opinions? So we are confused to the West. Hallelujah. Amen. So God knew the best for Naaman. All that he needed to do was to let go of his opinions and listen to God's voice. Hallelujah. Amen. For the best to happen in his life. What was God's voice? It was God's word. What was God's word? It was the word that was said by the man of God, Elijah. Elijah was the prophet of the, at the time. 
Elisha had the Spirit of God. Elisha lived as a mediator between God and the tribe of Israel. So if anyone had an inquiry concerning how to determine the course of life, they had to go to the prophet. The prophet will, will consult with God. God will tell the prophet, the prophet will then say, this is the solution. Dipping in the river Jordan several times, it is an instruction from God. Yeah. Leviticus says, if a person is leprous, they must be isolated for seven days. Hallelujah. That is the word of God. After they've been isolated, they must come back for examination. If they are clean and their skin is like a little child's skin, they will be considered clean and they will be restored. Naaman had to go and dip seven times. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So that this healing can be complete and can be perfect. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So only after he had left his own ways and followed God's way, then Naaman was successful in his journey. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 8, My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways. God's ways are his own. Yeah. His thoughts are his own. Family, he continues and says, As the earth is far from the heavens, that is how my thoughts are. Just imagine his ways. Hallelujah. Amen. So God's way is always the perfect way. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So his solution required total surrender. That is what this means. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. It is complete, total surrender. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't say, I will trust God, but. No, I will trust God regardless of. Amen. That is what total surrender means. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. We also need to totally surrender to be saved. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll just share with you a story in the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 37. The Bible says that Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Who was this? Philip was saying this to the eunuch of the Ethiopian queen. After the Holy Spirit had arranged a meeting that Philip must go and catch up to the eunuch, what was happening? Where was the eunuch coming from? The eunuch was coming from a church service in Jerusalem. When he came out of the church service, he was reading the Bible. He did not understand what was happening. So this tells us that the eunuch was attending church at Jerusalem, but he did not do what? He did not even understand the word. The man was not saved, but until a meeting was arranged. So remember, salvation also requires us to totally surrender. With all our heart. If you believe with all your heart, you will be saved. Hallelujah. Amen. Not just a matter of belonging to a certain group of people. No, going to church family, it is not a social club. No, it is not a matter of human relations. No, it is a matter of human and God relations. Hallelujah. So this man always went to church in Jerusalem, but still he was not saved. Still, he could not understand the way. But the most important thing, what I like about this man, is that he took the first step of going to gather with believers. Yeah. You cannot go and gather with believers and your life remains the same. Naaman's letter, family, it was a letter to go and meet a believer. After he had an encounter with a born-again child of God, 
only that would do his life change forever. Amen. The man of God was a child of God. He gave him the word from God, and Naaman's life was changed from the inside out. The, the, the eunuch of the Ethiopian queen, he always made it and made an effort to go and gather with believers. When he was fed the weight, even though he did not understand, he did not give up going to church. But one day the Holy Spirit says, Philip, go and catch up with that man. And something must happen on that, something will happen on that day. The man, after his, the word of God was explained to him through the action that was upon Philip, he was ministering under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The man's eyes were opened. His, his ears were opened. His body was enabled. If it was leprosy, leprosy disappeared that day. And the man said, what is it that is stopping me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart. The man said, I believe with all my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. After that, then this man was saved. After he was saved, this man was baptized in water. After he was baptized in water, this man family, he was even able to understand the word of God because he had given his whole heart. He totally surrendered to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Until Naaman totally surrendered, Naaman will still be a leprous man today. Until we totally surrender, our situations will remain the same. Hallelujah. Amen. So family, the man understood his word. He gave his life to Jesus. He was baptized with water. Hallelujah. Amen. Because he believed with all his heart. If we totally surrender, it shows that our lives are God's way and not our way. But if we do not totally surrender, it is either our way or no way at all. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we confess and say, I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my, my heart. heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Family, can we close our eyes and focus on the cross of Jesus Christ? Maybe you are watching or listening and you cannot cross one bridge or another in your life. Maybe you are asking yourself why. It may be due to continuously trusting in your own opinions or others' opinions. Other than trusting in God with all your heart. The Lord Jesus Christ said that no one can go to the Father except through me. Jesus was declaring that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are looking for a solution in your life, all you need to do is to trust in God with all your heart. No man trusted in God with all his heart and he was changed from the inside out. Not only his physical body was healed, also his spirit man was healed. So if that is you today and you are listening and you want to say, I trust in God with all my heart and you want God to change your life from the inside out, let us say this prayer together. Heavenly loving Father, I come to you today. You have promised in your word that if I believe with all my heart, I will be saved. Today, I make a public declaration that 
I believe in Jesus and I confess that he is Lord of my life. Father, you said in your word that as far as the east is the west, that is how you will forgive my sins. You will not even remember the sins of my youth. So, Father, when you forgive, you forget. Father, forgive me all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Make me spotless clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit that I can live to fulfill my God-given assignment. That I can no longer live according to my way, but live according to your way. I put all arrogance away that has stopped me from accessing my breakthroughs in life. And I put on humility so that I can go through every door of goodness in my life in the name of Jesus. I declare that from today I am a new creation. I am born again. All things have passed away. Everything has become new. I am a child of God by right in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for answered prayers. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you have just given your life to Jesus, I want to tell you that you, you will never regret the decision that you have made. And I want to welcome you to God's family. Family, this is the time that we have set for our service today. Join us again next week on Sunday at 10 a.m. for a life-changing word experience. And if you would love to give to Christ the Ark Church, please see the next slide. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Amen.